Good day. Good day. Good day, and welcome to another Forge Side Chat, a podcast about blacksmithing, placemithing, and everything in between, with a heavy focus on talent in the Great White North. He's talking about Canada, eh? uh, but today we are in the land down under. We're talking to David Graham. He lives in Turkey. Uh, so he's it's on the south coast of Victoria, not too too far from Melbourne. Uh, yeah, he's an, he's an Aussie, um, man, you've got to check out his Instagram, uh, David Graham. It, he is a metal artist and holy cow, he builds some beautiful, beautiful stuff. Right. So yeah. W- welcome to the show, David. Ah, uh, how you going up? Yeah. Thanks for the, uh, introduction. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. So, uh, You've been doing this for 20 years, since you were 17. What 20, was the catalyst? 26 years, dude. 26, 26 years. 26 years. Yeah, I was shocked by that because you do not look that old. So, yeah, just uh, saying that. That's just because yeah. I've, I've shaved recently. It, it really does make yeah. a difference, doesn't it? Yeah, when you <laughs> shave the white hairs off your face. Yeah, yeah, it really does. Yeah. I got I to do that. Um, what, what, what got you into this? Yeah, well, it, it's a it's a pretty uh, expansive, long story, really. Uh, I probably should start off by saying that um, uh, my old man uh, was a mechanical engineer, design draftsman, and so he he taught me how to weld um, when I was pretty young, probably about ten, I think. <laughs> Got me on the arc welder, and that's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With uh, minimal PPE, you know? Oh, of course. <laughs> good, good, yeah, yeah. good, good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah. cover your eyes, you're good. You're good. Yeah, yeah, right. that's it, you know, with the old handheld, yeah. you know, plastic <laughs> shield. The old just don't look mask, at the yeah. bright light, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, uh, yeah, he taught me how to weld, um, and, yeah, look, I... Taught me how to build things, you know, sticking just sticking stuff together and just following around the garage. And um, you know, as time got on, I you know went to school, went to high school, started metal, did metal work. And um, yeah, I just found that metal work was really just too too rigid. You know, it was just all machining and and. Mm-hmm. Um, too straight line for me, you know. I was, I was always trying to step outside of the curriculum. You know, I didn't want to make a tension wrench. I didn't want to make, you know, stub axles for go karts and, you know, yeah. stuff like that. I was, I was, I was giving, <laughs> I gave my metalwork teacher the shits basically in, in, until he agreed to let me do something a bit more artistic. So I made a chair and a and a uh, and a coffee table and I and I think I bent the I sort of you know they sort of had sort of angled uh the table had sort of scroll big scrolled sort of ends to it and i i'm pretty sure i did it cold just with a block of on a block of timber out in the out in the quadrangle near the near the metalwork room with a just an engineer's hammer and just beat the shit out of it <laughs> basically <Holy cow. laughs> until it had a curve um because he wouldn't let me use his oxy wouldn't let me Taxis, you know, acetylene and oxygen. So, 
Yeah. Like, oh, that costs too much. You can't use that, Dave. Oh, righto. That does get expensive, yeah, for it, sure. You can, mm. yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. particularly for a school anyway. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, he let me step outside the box, which was pretty cool. And uh, so I did that. And, yeah, look, um, and I, I think that was sort of the discovery of, oh, well, when you heat steel, you can bend it easily, you know, rather than hitting it with a hammer <laughs> cold. And I think it was like, you know, 40 by 5 or 40 by 6 flat. Um, trying to do that cold was and get a nice even curve yeah. was pretty hard. So that made me kind of look look for something because I, I didn't know black, blacksmithing existed. What's you know? what's what's 40 by 6 in, like, inches? What would that be? Uh, It'd be 40. Yeah, so what? Yeah, like. Six is probably, I think, like quarter inch or something. Or Yeah, that'd be quarter yeah. inch. 40 yeah. would be, you know, you're 40 millimeters. So that's yeah. like, that's quite wide. You know, it's yeah. like, I don't know, about that, about a foot. Yeah. No. A little over a foot. No, no, no. The yeah. 40 mil, not, not 40 centimeters. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> inch, what's that's that inch and four hundred? That's four hundred. Yeah. Never mind. Okay. Never yeah. mind. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Bit of an imperial to metric. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. We we are officially a, a metric com- country, but we're not really a metric country. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So hardly. It's brutal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. So, anyways. Yeah. Yeah, Granted. so uh, <clears throat> sorry, go on. No, no, you, you, go ahead. I was gonna just start the conversation for you there. My bad. Yeah, all good. Uh, yeah, so I was uh, yeah trying to bend this steel cold, and I was just like, oh my god, there's got to be an easier way, you know. <laughs> let, there let is. Me use, let me use your torch, but I couldn't use the torch. So you know, and and the internet wasn't really around much. Well, for me back then, it was dial up internet and mm-hmm. i didn't you know i didn't know how to use it <laughs> really <laughs> so it was it was books you know yeah so I was, it's going to the library and you know trying to trying to just find out some information and anyway cut a long story short uh with that bit yeah i was doing studio art at the same time uh and graphic you know graphic design like drawing like tech drawing yep right so, you know, I knew I had this artistic bent, but I just didn't know how to get it out, really, at the time. You know, I just felt really repressed and frustrated, I guess. And, uh, yeah, so by chance, um, I, I, was, I think I was I went for a drive with, I had a mate who had a license and because, uh, you know, I didn't have my license yet because I was 17 and, and we went for a drive up out the back of Warburton, which is an hour from Melbourne. And uh, the Australian Blacksmiths Association happened to be doing a demonstration at a country fair out there. And uh, we, we just stopped at the bakery to get a pie, and a, you know, <laughs> a pie and a big M and yep. uh, with sauce. And, uh, yeah, my mate was like, oh, I'm going to have a smoke. And, you know, I was eating the pie. And I just... Just like, what's that noise? You know, ting to ting, 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 ting to ting. It's like, fuck, you know, I'm going to go check out what that noise is. That's, you know, that sounds interesting. 
I cruised over over the road and and um, you know there was quite a yeah was quite a few people around and cars and few little tents and marquees and stuff and and I just followed the noise <laughs> I was just like follow that noise and uh, yeah came around the corner and there's this tent you know Australian Australian Blacksmiths Association of Victoria I was like oh, what's the deal with that and and uh, you know there's all these guys with their hand crank blowers and coal forges going and they just had couple of tables set up with their wares you know what they'd been making and and I, I stood there for about a couple of hours I think and um I was getting some some weird looks you know from the guys there the, these older guys I like you know and then one of the guys um I stood there for long enough <laughs> and one of the guys piped up he goes hey young bloke you know how you going I'm like, yeah yeah good he's like are you interested in this stuff are you I'm like oh well, yeah, look, I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty into this. This is, I've never seen anything like it kind of thing. And he's like, oh, well, here's a membership form. See you next Sunday. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, what, really? He's like, oh, yeah, we've got a, you know, we've got a barn over in Bundur and, and uh, you know, we, we, we run courses and, you know, we meet every second or fourth Sunday of the month. Um, yeah, yeah, come along. I'm like, oh, sick. So uh, I pestered and went home, and my mate by this time was like, looking. He he, he nicked off. He he was like, I'm going, and uh, I'll come back. I'll come back for you. <laughs> so I waited. I waited until he came and came back and found me a few hours later, and I I you know I was still standing there just like with my jaw on the floor, you know, just kind of just going, oh, I can't believe how these guys are manipulating steel like it's Play-Doh. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and the nice. smell, the smell as well, mm-hmm. the smell of the coal and oh and yeah, meat. oh yeah. You know, that's when it was injected in me. You know, it just, yeah, <laughs> it just got inside, and um, yeah. So from that, pretty much from that day on, I was just like obsessed with 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 this with this art form that I'd. I just discovered it was like a, you know, just like I was reborn, you know, I was like, holy shit, you know, this is, and and then I very, very quickly discovered that uh, this was a long, going to be a very long road. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, No kidding. Long, but long, but awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I went, I went that next Sunday. I convinced my old man to drive me. I think it was back, back, back in those days. You know, there was it was all back roads pretty much over to Bandura. Ah, so it took about forty five minutes, I think, to drive over there. So he uh, he drove me in there, and I was like, "Oh my god, my old man's dropping me off." You know, haven't got my license yet, kind of thing. And walked into their shed pretty gingerly, and and uh, there's all these older guys, you know, and and. Uh, yeah, but they were pretty inclusive. There was a couple of guys there that weren't very inclusive. Um, you know, kind of the protective of the of their art form kind of guys. And who's this young bloke? He's just going to come and learn a few things and then he's going to nick off and make nails and fire pokers and call himself a blacksmith. <laughs> you know, because I think there was a lot of that that went on um, yeah. with the association, you know. But I made a pest of myself <laughs> pretty much for, for about seven years, 
games, pretty much. I think. Wow. Well, it, maybe even more. I think it was about ten, about ten years later. So, about two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight. I think I kind of stepped away because uh, I, I moved away. I moved down the coast, so it was yeah. It took a long time to get back to the barn. But um, there were a couple of guys, Don Marshall and Bill Bunting, uh, who did their apprenticeships during World War II at Kaz Lakes Engineering in Melbourne. And uh, they basically started the association when they retired uh, from Kaz Lakes with a guy named Keith Tow. Um, so that's, that's how it formed. And, um, yeah, so those, those, particularly those two guys, Bill, Bill Bunting, Don Marshall learnt so much from those guys. Nice. Like, yeah, Don Don could like <laughs> almost he could forge a gum leaf in a couple of heats. It seemed it was just like he was a magician. He could make anything. It was yeah, and a, and a true gentleman. You know, he was just like yeah, Bill and Bill and Don. God, I miss those guys. Yeah, they're um, they're gone now, unfortunately. Um, yeah, Don uh, Don passed away just before COVID. <clears throat> he was in his nineties, and uh, I was lucky enough to get to his funeral, which was yeah, uh, yeah which was lucky yeah. that we could get there. But um, yeah, still get a bit emotional when I think about those guys, because uh, I, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now without him. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, no kidding. Sounds like you're pretty yeah. lucky to have have met them and spent some time with them. That's uh, not yeah. something that uh, every young kid gets is uh, a good mentor like that. Yeah. 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 That's it. Uh, and, and, and yeah, just, uh, you know, the kind of guys that wouldn't, you'd never hear them say a bad word about anyone. Mm. You know? mm-hmm. uh, yeah. They were just like, you, know, you treat everyone how you would like to be treated. And, and uh, you know, just, just, yeah. Just really respectful humans. Yeah. That's awesome. Hmm. Unlike me, it's, because I it's... talk crap about Nick all the time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, Lando's got a face for radio. So. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, vo- voice for writing novels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Lando, what have you been doing in your shop lately? Uh, well, I finished your hammer, dude. Hey, I know that. I saw the pictures. I'm excited about that. I got to get it in the mail to you here one of these uh, days yeah. coming up soon. It's just the, I let the handle soak in linseed oil in our, oh, our good friend Dawson, of course, the thetoolerlinseedoil.com. Use the code ForgeChat10 at checkout to save yourself 10% on orders, $50 or more. And I sure as heck did because I bought myself a nice big jug of the lins- double-boiled linseed oil. And that's what I soak my hammers in is his, uh, his infamous, at this point, he is literally becoming well-known, not only in Canada, but the United States as well. There's guys buying his stuff like crazy, dude. It's awesome. And uh, that's awesome. Yeah. I can't say enough good stuff about it, man. I'm, I'm happy happier than a pig and shit to be smothering that stuff all over my wood. 
rolling it, rolling it. Right. Yeah. 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 So just awesome. let, letting it, uh, letting the little bit that's, uh, you know, re- residual on the, on the top of the wood dry out so that I can get it ready to yeah. package, throw it in a Ziploc bag, seal it up nice and tight and then box awesome. it. And on its way to you, it'll come along with another one that's going to be heading out to Mr. Nicholas Tobin, Token Tobin, out in uh, what's where is he? Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, somewhere Nova Scotia, there. yeah, yeah. It's Nova, yeah. New Brunswick, He's, I think. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, New Brunswick. Yep, that's where he is. Yep, 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 yep. Uh huh. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, what about you? What you been up to, bud? Ah, uh, well, today. Well, actually, the other day, I I saw there was a fault on one of my VFDs, Ooh. one of my grinders. Terrible. And. Uh, um, well, no, it turned out to be nothing much at all. Actually, Kevin from Nexus, uh, sent me a little, uh, troubleshooting guide and, uh, I saw how many flashes the BFD was giving off. It said it had a short, I took it apart and I had a pinched wire. So cool. yeah, fixed that, got it out of the way. It was easy fix. Nice. And, uh, we're rolling again. Um, I've got three custom knives that I need to make from chopper blades from a John Deere combine, the straw chopper in a combine. Oh, yeah. So there's not enough metal in the blades themselves to make a knife. So we're going to forge weld them together and then draw them out and make the knives out of that. So three of those. And then I just got another custom order today for two more knives. And uh, The classes, we not having a... We've got a lot of openings in September for classes. So... What we're doing is we've got an offer on right now. If you book a class of eight people, get the you pay for seven. So eight or more people, you only pay for uh, well, you get get one off. Yeah, so yeah, kind of nice. You like um, you like getting one off every once in a while, don't you? Yeah, you got to get one off every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, for sure you do. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, I took apart the rolling mill today. The uh, foot pedal was a little loose, and I saw that. Uh, um, where it pivots over where I'm getting a little bit of wear. So I'm going to replace that and yeah, do a little bit of tuning up on my, on my rolling mill. Cool. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, actually, um, Jesse Parker is going to come over and possibly do some ax making in our, nice. in our, uh, yeah. So, um, it'll be good to, uh, kind of get, Jesse to show me and Chad Julia how to make an axe and yeah so we're gonna tool up the forging press and get making some some hatchets nice yeah he makes some axe murder and he makes some good hatchets he does the pipe hawks too doesn't he yeah he does yeah pipe hawks and and tomahawks and axes yeah he's he's, uh, yeah he's all about that well I mean Trying to get Darcy Quap to come up here, but you know, hey, <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a all good. He's a busy he's a busy dude. man. He's got a big family. He's a very he's, busy yeah, man. big family. Yeah, farm. no, I completely understand that. I yeah yeah. So what about? I'd like to uh, yeah. I've got to get down to Lethbridge someday and actually meet the guy. Yeah. So that'd be cool. What about you, David? Do you have yeah. uh, a large family? Or are you got married? Or <clears throat> yeah. Uh... <laughs> Well, there's uh, my sister and I, pretty much, uh, my folks. Um, yeah, I, I've been married a couple of times. Oh, yeah. 
that good old yeah, story. Yeah. That's how. Yeah. yeah. You gotta have yeah. fun in life, right? You do. You do. Yeah. Yeah. Life's not a. You, you know, it's not a trial run, is it? So. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. But, yeah. um, you know, I've I've got a beautiful little girl. So she's uh, awesome. She's nearly six. That's awesome. She's the first year of uh, of primary school. So yeah, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. It's uh, it's yeah. fun being a dad. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. It sure is. It's um. Yeah. It's uh, it changes your world. That's for sure. And it definitely uh, Changes. freaks me out. <laughs> Changes, yeah. yeah, yeah. This is this yeah. is gonna be great because when when she gets to dating age, you just invite her boyfriend over to the shop, show him what you do, and say, "If you hurt my little girl, this is how I'm gonna get rid of your body." Yeah, yeah, like that. yeah. yeah. The, the forge does get hot enough to disintegrate oh, yeah. absolute everything that can go into it. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, so yeah. Yeah, it's like you stuff up, man. This is where your hand's gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> like a torture chamber. Yeah, no, no, no for sure. Yeah, you, oh, you just gotta trust that you know she'll have she'll have the. Uh... Yeah, she's a strong little girl, so I don't I don't think there's gonna be any problems. I think I think they'll Excellent. have the problems. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I hear that, yeah. man. I hear that. I'm in the same boat yeah, as you, dude. My do- my daughter's seven, and it's like. Oh boy, man! This this what's coming? What's coming? This is gonna be fun. Not not really, but (laughs) (laughs) is that what you just keep telling yourself? Uh, Well, I'm I don't know, man. I'm not too sure that I'm I'm absolutely positive that there's gonna get to be a point where it's gonna become somewhat hellish because let's just face it, kids are kids, man. There's not much you can do about it. I'm trying, or like my wife and I, Stacy, we're trying our dangdest to make sure that we raise our daughter to be very i don't know aware of everything that is going on we're not sheltering her from the the bs in this world and one of the things that i push on my daughter on a regular basis is it's good to be scared every once in a while of something like do something push Mm -hmm. yourself you know like when she likes to jump off the stairs there's a, our stairway up from the basement to upstairs. You can jump off the side of it. She'll go up like two or three stairs and jump. And I'll be like, why don't you go one more? Oh, no, Dad, I'm, I can't. I'm scared. Well, at this point, she's going up like seven stairs because I t- gave her that push. I was like, no, it's okay. It's it's okay to scare yourself. Dad's here for you. Don't worry. I'll make sure you don't get hurt on, on this one anyways. And you'll see. It's okay. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm yeah. probably ra- raising a hellion because of that, and she's going to be this kid that's yeah. going to be out racing, you know, dune buggies and whatnot at the age of twelve. When you know, I'll be like, "Oh my god, fuck, kid, no, please don't!" <laughs> <laughs> what wow. happens? What happens when she picks up snowboarding and decides to take after her dad's footsteps? Already is, dude. She can shred pretty good already, oh, man. We had her at the dude. hill last year, so awesome. yeah. She's awesome. been she's been snowboarding since. She was two and a half. I've got a video, I think it's on my Instagram, of her snowboarding. And she's like holding on to her doll. She's like, I got to bring my doll with me. And she snowboarded with her doll <laughs> down the hill. And it's like, that's like two and a half. Yeah. That's gold. That's awesome. Yeah. That's ski go. hills where you are, dude? Uh, no. No. Hey. no. 
<laughs> where it's I think it's about uh, to the decent the, the, the wow Mount Buffalo is probably the closest from here, and I think that's about four or five hours away from here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ever yeah. done? Yeah. Ever done it? It's... I snowboarded once. Okay, and yeah, well, yeah, for three days. Like, is this back? Back in the early two thousands, I think it was, and it got icy one morning, mm. and uh, I, I was like getting the hang of it because I've been surfing since I was eight years old. So I, I sort of took to it fairly, oh yeah, fairly easily, you know, and I and I, I got a bit of the uh, the Dutch courage up, and uh, <laughs> one morning, and uh, and one of our mates who was quite good, he was like, oh Dave, you know, come on this black run, and I'm like, oh yeah, no worries, mate. And anyway, I got off the lift at the top, and it was icy, and I just fell on my ass like straight off the lift, and I'm like trying to get up, and like it's just. <laughs> it was a disaster. And I, anyway, I got going. He's off. He's like, he just took off like he was nabbing. And, and I'm like, taken off, got to my feet. And um, I cruised down. I'm like, oh, shit. And I got to the first sort of corner. And I just couldn't get the edge in. And then I was going, I was like toe side and then just got the, got the heels in. And then just went, it caught the edge. And I just went, wow. yeah, just in the air for, I don't know, felt like a long time. Landed on my ass, and I just—I was just—I was just lying there on the ice, pretty much, until he came back around, <laughs> and and he's like, "Come past me," and he's like, "I didn't want to move. I thought I'd broken my back, like or broken my ass, <laughs> anyway." And uh, yeah, he, he he just came past. He's like, "Oh man, are you all right? Like, <laughs> get me the fuck out of here! <laughs> Not doing that again." <laughs> Yeah, and that was it. I've never snowboarded since. Well, uh, I wouldn't blame yeah. you. Eh, you're not missing much. You're not missing much. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I know I've I got a lot of mates who like they surf and you know and yeah, and then they go up, you know, snowboarding and they go overseas, you know, Japan and here and there mm. and everywhere, and mm. they're always going on about the powder. But yeah, you know, just, yeah, yeah, and it looks awesome. You know, I, I understand it. It's a bit like yeah. It's, it's a bit more, like going for a surf, and it's, it's a know, lot it's more like surfing. It totally is, yeah. You know, perfect yeah. conditions, and it's glassy, and it's offshore, and you know, it might be six, eight foot or whatever, and yeah, and you have some of the best waves of your life, and you're like, oh my god, this is awesome. <laughs> so I get it, I get it. You know, it, it's yeah. it's like any, it's like any anything really. Like when you when you get proficient at it, and it and the board or whatever it is, or even a hammer becomes a part of you there you go extension of yep. your body yeah and that's when you yep. you know that's when it gets good that's when it gets fun <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. Yeah. painful <laughs> at times <laughs> that uh brings up a robert green thing that i saw not long ago where he talks about um when you learn to master something that's when you that's when you truly begin to to hone your hone your skills is when you become a master at something, um, and that you you truly become um, enveloped by the by the by the whatever it is that you're doing, you know. Once that once that mastery hits, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I guess so. But um, I, I don't know. I still, you know, even though I've been blacksmithing for twenty six years, I, I I don't even feel like I've hit the 
like uh, if I've just begun, I feel like I've just begun to, to find out what, you know, there's just such a, there's just so much to learn. Oh yeah. It's just such an expansive, yeah. just such an expansive craft. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I, I feel like there's, um, I'll never stop learning. So what was it that made you decide to get into sculptures over knife making or Yeah, because you got into like else. you said you got into architectural work right away off the hop, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that was straight off the bat. Um because and I think I think that was mainly because uh you know, I started off my working life as a carpenter. Um mm. so I did a carpentry apprenticeship after I started air conditioning and refrigeration. So I started off air conditioning and refrigeration. And uh, and I very quickly realised that you know that wasn't for me, and um, and then uh, at the time, my girlfriend that I'd met back in high school uh, when I was fifteen, her cousin was a carpenter, and uh, he was like, "Hey, Dave, come work for me." And I was like, "Oh yeah, I guess I'm out of work. So I need to work." <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh well, this building trade thing's pretty cool, you know." Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I went and, uh, I went and did that for a little bit. And then he was like, oh, you want to do it? Oh, come and be my apprentice. You know? So I basically got shanghaied into, into doing a carpentry apprenticeship. Uh, Great. Which I did. So I guess the, the long and short of that was that, um, yeah, I ended up building houses for 20, oh, 20 odd years. And, um, and, and and black blacksmithing on the on the side like yeah, as a as a hobby yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, yeah so I was blacksmithing because I loved to do it and it was a passion um you know it it basically at any moment I could I'd be in the shed um doing that right. and uh, and then you know during the day I'd, I'd build houses and get really frustrated <laughs> <laughs> and then take take my frustration out on the anvil pretty much uh, yeah. So, so I think that yeah, my my uh, my my background in building and construction led me into architecture work. That was that was a pretty yeah. natural step because I knew I knew how the building industry worked. You know, I was familiar with the, the straight lines and the and the, the you know the technical yeah. part of building. Um, well, and so it it, a, it probably probably got you in tight with a lot of contractors so that you could you could sell your your architectural and and structural blacksmithing work to them yeah, on these to, new builds, right? To a, yeah. to a certain degree. But but then what I was against then is, uh, you know, is, is the demographic, I guess, of where I was living. Right. Um, so, you know, I think if you're in Melbourne, you know, you've got more, more chance of, of selling high right. architectural work if you've got a name. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's so, so then it was yeah. the whole discovery of, uh, oh, I'm I'm not taking over a family business here. I'm not I'm not, you know, I'm not buying into mm -hmm. uh, into someone else's business. I've got to build my business up from scratch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my name up from scratch. So uh, then I, I I just found well I wasn't getting any work in Melbourne because no one knew me, and I I don't know how many meetings I had with architects. Oh my god. Just, I made yeah. maybe twenty or thirty meetings. Maybe I can't remember. It no, was a lot. That that really comes to something that we've talked about a lot on recent podcasts. Is if you're going to do this full time, like 
the the blacksmith thing is only fifty percent of it. You've got to be a salesman too. Oh, you've got to, yeah, you got to be able to get out there, talk to people, and and sell your wares. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you could make everything that you wanted, but it's just going to be a paperweight if you don't sell yeah. the damn stuff. Well, and and yeah, right? yeah. and, and yeah. like Dave is saying, building your name to the product is huge too because. Yeah that that name can add so much value just just the name alone it's insane how that can work but yeah yeah mm. yeah for sure uh oh oh now we have to oh. take a pause customer yeah take a pause just for a sec sure bud yeah sure no worries i'll we got some other stuff to talk about yeah cool so what's up so what else is uh what else is happening um uh, we were, yeah. I don't know. I see you sporting the twisted seal blacksmithing hat today. Nice choice. You look good. <laughs> I've been wearing it quite a bit lately, actually, because uh, awesome. I just uh, well, I had a bunch of those Milwaukee tool hats. And, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, welding, blacksmithing, mechanical work. Your hats get fucked up. And they get <laughs> yeah, they do. They get fucked up pretty quick, and um, yeah. luckily, I've been trying pretty hard to make sure that. It, so the funny thing is, is with the those Milwaukee hats, is they're like those flex fit hats, and they yeah. fit on the head so comfortably. I get to a point where I forget I'm almost even wearing a hat, or like I get I get more comfortable with a hat on than I do with it off. Whereas with the snapback hat, hat like what I've got from you here from Twisted Steel Blacksmithing, yeah, <clears throat> I'm finding that. Uh, the comfort level is is a little bit different for me, and and I don't forget that I'm wearing the hat, and it reminds me yeah, yeah. on a regular basis with sore ears and kind of digging in in weird ways. Which I, I've always been impartial to snapback hats for that reason, but mm-hmm. uh, your hat is uh, is definitely a nice hat, and a lot of people have actually commented on how nice of a hat it is. So. Well, that's that's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. You know what? I was watching a video with Pickle Cutters today. He was unboxing uh, a Maritime Knife Supply order, and I saw a Maritime Knife Supply hat. Yeah. So we yeah, might they... have to hit up Lawrence and say, hey, bro, where's the hats? <laughs> well, I've I've ordered three of his hoodies now at this point. I haven't ordered. I, oh, really? I did get a hat from him in an order long long time ago back like back when maritime first started and the yeah. style of hat that it was is like this super weird fit with one of those like long beaks oh. lost you me lost you really? yeah, you're gone can't hear you maybe that's me why, why would you have lost uh, weird what the Odd. Fuck? Yeah. so uh Little technical difficulty there. I don't, no, no hate on Zencaster, um, but man, the program's been giving me issues like crazy lately, dude. Well, a little bit of hate, just a little. Nothing, yeah. nothing, nothing too hateful. The frustration levels haven't hit that point yet. They're they're going too yeah. soon. <laughs> I got a, <laughs> I got a fucking bank of episodes to edit right now dude so it's gonna be fun yeah yeah so yeah. uh yeah maritime knife so we like we here dude yeah, we were talking about yeah. maritime knife supply yeah his new you hats know, they, are nice 
Yeah. They're, they're the you know what I flex. I I had to be corrected. I I said I we were I was looking at a post and we were talking about uh, somebody was talking about uh, Gator Piss. Okay. Uh, from from uh, Baker Forge and Tool there. Right. And I said, ah, can't get it in Canada. Yeah, you can. Miles Bowman. Yeah, you can get it at Mar- Maritime Night Surprise. Fuck yeah, Night buddy. Supply. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Do you know what Gator Piss is? Have you ever seen it there, Dave? Dave just has a permanent smile on his face. I think we've lost Dave. Oh, there he's moving around. <laughs> there he is. No, no, no. There he is. Ga- Ga- yeah. What would you call it? Ga- Gator Piss. Yeah, it's uh, it's an etchant. It's, uh, yeah. it's yeah, it, it's... It works better than ferrochloride. It is just amazing yeah, right. stuff. No, it brings out colors in Damascus really, really nicely. Yeah. And you can get it at Maritime Knife Supply. So there you go. Yeah. What else can you get at Maritime Knife Supply there, Lando? Well, he's got his 10-pack of grinder belts. That is an amazing deal because you save 10% when you buy a 10-pack. And he carries grinder belts from all sorts of different com- companies. VSM is one of the ones that you can't go wrong when you go with VSM belts. Go with the Actorox to really freaking amp up your game. And while you're at it, check out his kilns. He's got even heat and Paragon kilns, and we can save you guys a hundred bucks using the code FSC Kiln at checkout. There you go. Awesome. I have to say, I did a little bit of comparison between 3M and VSM. I got to say, I uh, I like my VSM belts. Yeah, they're economical and and I think you get better value. No hate on 3M. I'm not hating on 3M. I really am not. But uh, I found that VSM belts just stay sharper longer. I've done the uh, comparison yeah. to Norton as well. Same. I have not. I I haven't. Oh, seen. you have. Yeah. Yeah. To their uh, to their orange belts. What's their orange belt? Their uh, not their their uh, blue ones. Yeah, their blaze and their blue and their blue ones too. The blue fire and then and the blaze. Yeah, the uh, the VSM belts are yeah holding up longer. Yeah, awesome. There you go. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. <clears throat> uh, what kind of tools are you sporting in your shop there? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, 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 tell me about your tool. The, oh, I mean, oh, I mean, oh, I mean oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, what, what, what tools you want to talk about? You know, oh, yeah, what, do you, what do you lean on for your, for your sculpture work? What are some of the tools you really lean on? Yeah, right. Um, well, definitely got that 75 kit, but. Well, sorry, I was going to say, you got that giant English wheel that is not too far down on your feed. Is that homemade? Yeah, so so I actually actually scored that um, from another, in, from an engineering mob in Geelong. So, uh, and it was actually custom built for the sculptors next door to me. No. For, for a particular, yeah, for a particular job that they were doing. And they needed to roll, they needed to cold, well, cold curve, uh, six mil core 10 um, sheet, but uh, pretty wide. Like they were trying to stick 1200 mil sheets in there. Right. And, uh, yeah. But like, I was like, how the hell are you going to stick a 12, you know, like a 1200 mil wide, six mil core 10 sheet at 2400 long, you know, in an English yeah. wheel? 
So I think they were just moving it in and out with a forklift, pretty much. Um, <laughs> yeah, you'd have. That's no, massive. Yeah, yeah. That would have, yeah. But they did this cool wave kind of sculpture, and yeah. Anyway, but they and anyway, so they did that about ten, ten or twelve years ago, I think. And and then the English wheel just sat there. Um, and they told me about this English wheel, and then a job came up that ended up a collaboration between myself and uh, the guys next door, Glenn Romanus and Mark Trinham, and uh, it was a big banjo shark. Um, so we ended up ended up uh, ringing the guy who had the English wheel and prying it from his hands, basically. Very cool. Yeah, and we used we used the English wheel on that job quite a bit. Mm. Awesome. And I what, think uh, I cut you off as you were about to start telling us about a seventy-five kilo hammer. Yeah, yeah. So I've got I got a seventy-five kilo Anyang. Uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much yeah. the main workhorse in, in the workshop. Um, yeah. And I've got also, I've got two other hammers that, uh, that I would love to have running, uh, and installed here. One's a 500, uh, like a five CWT Massey in slides. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, Oh god, but I just yeah, I can't I I can't really justify installing that here cuz I rent the space. Mm-hmm. Uh mm. and you know, it needs 12 tons of concrete under it. Yep. So, yeah. It's yeah. easy when you say 12 tons really quick. So, uh, any, anyone <laughs> <laughs> any, yeah, anyone that's... who's installed one of those in the in the in their studio shop workshop knows that uh yeah, it's, it's well, not a cheap exercise. What what's the what's the power requirement on something like that? Wait, wait, Nick, Nick. Oh, oh, uh, I love yeah, you. Well, I I can't do that because it's like eight thirty. Yeah, not nearly ten <laughs> o'clock on a work day <laughs> in the morning. I could, but I'm not going. <laughs> my old boss, my old boss Jack, would have been drunk at his freaking desk by now. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so I think um, it's a twenty horse motor, so that runs that thing. Right, um, and I'm pretty maxed out, just just running the Anyang. Um, so because we've got uh, at Ashmore here, we've got Ashmore Arts, we've got um, a ceramicist, so they're they're running their kilns. Um, you know, the, the sculptors next door to me, they run a, a big uh, Macmillan. Uh, three phase air compressor that I I run off as well. Nice. Oh wow. So, yeah. So when that thing's running or decides to start up and and the kiln's going, uh, my board trips out and occasionally, yeah. um, occasionally will actually blow the 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 uh trip the fuse on the pole. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh wow. Yeah. So. Yeah, it can get interesting at times. So, uh, yeah, so God, yeah, I would love to have that. Oh, geez, I have dreams about the things I would that I would be able to make <laughs> you know, if I had that five hundred weight uh, going. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so it's just sitting there. It's sitting there, and it's uh, all greased and ready to be installed at some stage. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, 
And I've also got a, uh, uh, and I, I think it's a copy of the the Williams um, Springhammer. I think it's a it's a William 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 and something company Springhammer uh, about a nine, okay. I think they call it Justice Hammer. That's from. It might even be from Canada, actually. Oh, yeah. there you go. Well, I made it in Canada. I unfortunately don't know my hammers well enough, man. To, to yeah, I, like I have an idea of what a spring hammer looks like, and I've I I don't think I've come across a Williams spring hammer, but I mean, man, the mechanic, there well, was mechanic, mechanical hammer. Yeah, 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 mechanical hammer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I actually, I've I've got a buddy in in the same city that I live in that uh, has a seventy five kg uh, Anyang, and uh, I popped over to his place a little while ago and and uh he gave me a little demonstration and i want one bad mm. i uh i have a 25 pound uh canadian giant so a rip off of a little giant uh, mechanical hammer and yeah i need to <laughs> that's my next that's the next big purchase is uh is an Anyang. yeah yeah so, yeah 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 look they're um it's they, they they hit pretty viciously they're uh yeah and, and, and they've got they've got Pretty amazing control. Um, I yeah. Find. Um, yeah. You know, you yeah. can you can just you can when you get used to the used to the hammer, you can you can just kiss the dies, you know, and pick oil up. Yeah. Um, yeah. They they got really yeah. good control, um, and they hit hard. Look, I've forged probably, uh, you know, like I'm maxing it out. I mean, you get every every guy's gonna, it, you know, doesn't matter what hammer you got, you're gonna you're gonna get to a point where you, where you're gonna want to forge stuff that's too big ah, to right. there we go. Under it, you know they were made uh, in moline illinois usa ah uh, there you go yeah there you go so mine my, yeah so they don't have mine hasn't got any markings on it which is interesting mm. so uh, yeah so it was made potentially here hmm. sure but it was sitting in a scrapyard <laughs> Sitting in a scrapyard for like twenty years uh, before I got my hands on it outside, and I was just like, "Man, fuck. but I got it for scrap." You know, it's like, yeah. "Fuck sakes, man!" I don't know yeah. how many times I've heard this story. I hate you guys, <laughs> damn you! <all. laughs> but yeah. yeah, the thing is, you know, um, I think the first time I saw a power, the first time I saw a power hammer was like. Uh, you know, when I walked into the barn at, in Bandura when it, with the Australian Blacksmiths Association of Victoria, mm-hmm. and they've got a, uh, I think it's a two CWT in slides, Massey. Um, nice. That was, that was a, they've got a quite, they've got a Bradley actually um, um, as well. That's a five, it's a five. It's a big, it's actually a big Bradley. I have to get my hands on that. Yeah, it's real uh, big. I don't think that's ever going to happen. Um, and they've got another, uh, another, another messy in slice now. But oh, anyway, I remember the first time I walked in and saw a power hammer. I was like, "Oh my god, what's that?" <laughs> I saw it. I saw it running, and I was just like, "Fuck!" You know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that was always, you know, like every every blacksmith, you know, like, oh, I've got to have a power hammer one day, and yeah, and now oh, yeah. I've got a couple, but uh, 
Yeah, there's there's definitely there's hammers on the dream list. That's for sure. What yeah. about a hydraulic press or uh, any hydraulic tools? Yeah, yeah. So I I managed to uh, pick up um, a quite a a a large frame hydraulic press um, off a, a knife maker, which you guys might know, uh, Roger Kegel. I don't know if you know him. He's, he's from the states originally. Um, okay. But if you look, if you look him up, he yeah. Well, he's passed away now, unfortunately. But uh, mm. uh, good good friend of of Roger um, uh, Jim Deering um, and Jim. Uh, I've heard that name before. Jim Deering. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So Jim Deering. Uh, gave me a call and said hey Dave um you know Roger's passed away and and his wife Linda is um wants um you know to to uh to move on the gear and and uh yeah it's a pr- pretty difficult situation you know he died of cancer and probably from the the uh, lung cancer from the uh you know years and years of breathing in you know handle dust and Mm-hmm. He had no ventilation in his shop. He never wore a mask, because as far as I can tell, like, yeah, the 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 piles of dust that were on the gear in that workshop was frightening. <laughs> was and was he the type of guy that always had a cigarette hanging from his mouth too, or something? I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. Um, but 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 definitely, yeah, he was ingesting some some uh, some carcinogens, unfortunately. I don't know uh, how the old guys used to do that, man. They'd be working in those shops dirty <laughs> as F with a cigarette hanging from their mouth 24 oh. 7, eh? Well, oh, yeah. You, you know, just what we do, we're inhaling dust and everything all the time. Oh, I mean, so there's good. just, there's no, there's no way around it. I mean, you do your best. You wear a PPE. You do, you know, you do what you can, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's just a fact of life of what we do. I mean, yeah. to say that, yeah. to say that we're not, sucking in any dust in a shop well how many black boogers did you uh blow out of your nose you know well uh it just just happens yeah i I blew out plenty when i when i had my first uh, little workshop out in the in the back of my old man's garage you know it was a little lean to it was about i don't know how wide it was it was like two not even two meters wide by about i don't know six meters long Oh, nice. You can almost touch the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, when I first uh, made my first coal forge, you know, like I was running, I didn't even have a flu. You know, I was just opened the door. I, I convinced him that I was going to cut a hole in the in the end of the lean to and put a door in. He was like, "Oh my god, you can't do that." I'm like, "Well, I kind of got to put the forge somewhere, you know." And so I used to open the door and then roll a forge outside and right. so it had just, yeah. But you know, all the gas and smoke could lick in, you know, and oh, yeah. you'd, you'd spend a couple of hours doing that and then you'd come in and have a shower and then you'd just be blowing out all these black boogers and coffins. Oh yeah. Not good for you. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't use coal anymore. So yeah, uh, a few years a few years ago, I think it was pre-COVID. Um, we had the bad bushfires here uh, on the coast, and um, well, not 
right where we are, but on the other side, right up the east coast of Australia, pretty much. And yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I pulled out my coal forge after that, and I was like, okay, I'm not going to burn that shit anymore. And um, so I use gas at the moment. Uh, yeah, so I've been using gas for a while, for a couple of years now. Uh, well, for quite a few years. I was I've had a gas forge for probably four or five years. Right. Uh, um, but yeah, prior to that, it was all, it was all coke. All old school. Yeah. And you know what? They they have their pluses and minuses. I love a Coke Forge because metal just likes it better, you know. Hmm. Um, but, uh, I mean, it, it doesn't scale up like, like a gas forge does. I don't know. Are you running a ribbon burner uh, natural gas or are you propane, venturis? What, what kind of forge do you have? Yeah, propane, yeah. So propane, venturi, burner, just, yeah. It's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty rudimentary, um, yeah. you know, like a lot of guys and, and, uh, over here, definitely in Australia, like, yeah, like there's just an explosion of venture burners because knife making yeah. is just like <laughs> over here is just taken off. Yep. Like you would not believe like, and oh, if, yeah. you know, at, um, it's yeah, like the amount of times I get asked, oh, so do you make knives? <laughs> I love that. that don't, get me, don't, don't get me wrong. That's like knife making is that, a, is an incredible yeah. art, you know. And and just not the one I do. That uh, the, you the know what the being at Ashmore. The amount of times that you get asked, "Do you make knives?" That's why I make knives. That's why I make knives because yeah. you know you you just you get asked again and again and again, and finally you just say. <sighs> Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I maybe do. I should make knives. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, if that's if that's where your if that's where your audience is, if that's where your customer base is, then that's yeah. what you do. The you know, yeah. Yeah. the thought's yeah. been across my mind for that exact same reason, dude. Yeah, well, you're a knife maker. You made a knife and you sold one, so that makes you a knife maker, Lando. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm yeah. also a porn in, in that case I'm also a porn star so <laughs> who isn't <laughs> who isn't <laughs> oh, in my dreams in my dreams especially uh, <laughs> just gotta, just gotta yeah. jump on only only fans there bud yeah it's yep. easy anybody can do it nowadays gotcha. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> uh, blacksmithing yeah. porn Oh, <laughs> yeah. Woo, look out. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, back to the original, uh, yeah. What you were asking me before. Um, yeah. So, uh, you got a hydraulic press, uh, that was, was Roger Kegels. Um, yeah. And that, and I think before it was his, uh, I think he inherited, like he bought this house, uh, with his wife, Linda, and it was an old engineering workshop, like a backyarder in Lean Gatham. Oh, wow. Gippsland. So, uh, <clears throat> um uh yeah so getting some uh sorry dave we're getting a little by... bit of uh freezing up here oh there you go nope yes you're back we go. so yeah no i think before it was before it was here uh his workshop it was a, a local backyard engineer engineer guy and he built the press right. so it's about 24 ton so it's not Yes, by any means, it's not massive. But what makes it really useful for me is that it's just got this huge 
um, throat. Like it's probably I'm looking at there. You could, you know, it's almost uh, two meters. Oh wow! You know, Holy shit! Playing. Wow! That's yeah. that's huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to find a picture of it on your feed here. How? You got so, anything? Yeah, you might find it. You might find a picture of it there somewhere. Okay. And, and you might see it in the background. You can run that with a single RAM. Yeah, yeah, it's a really big RAM. Oh, uh, well, that's, that, that's got to be more than. Like if it's, like if it's got a, a huge RAM on it, then that's got to be more than twenty five ton, twenty four. Yeah, tons. potentially, potentially. But yeah. I, I did have a, I had a hydraulics guy come down and replace all the hoses on it because it was <laughs> Roger was almost running it with duct tape. Uh, ah. it, you know, it was. Oh it yeah, was, it was frightening. I I found a picture of it. Yeah, that RAM is. Wow, that RAM is huge, dude. That is gnarly. Yeah. And that is a sweet, that is essentially exactly what I've been trying to build at home. I had it ready and going, but the RAM that I used was a two inch bore. I bent the fucking RAM on it, dude. Oh, man. Yeah, it's disappointing. Yeah, it's got a 36 inch bed on it. So not yeah. quite as big as oh, yours, wow. but yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to build. And mm-hmm. now that I've seen you've got yours like that, I'm like, okay, it's possible. I can do it yeah, because I would, yeah, I, sure. I'd given up on it, man, pretty much. Yeah. Like, you could do some massive dishes on that if you wanted to dude. that'd be oh, so yeah. rad, right? Yeah. Yeah. The only, the only, the only um, downside with that is uh, that um, I think the little hydraulic, the hydraulic pumps off a forklift. So it runs quite slow. Slow, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, yeah. However, it, but that's it. So it's no good to forge with per se. Like if you were doing, if you wanted to do, you know, Damascus or something like that. But you know, right. for sculptural work for bending plate, yep. for setting for, for making big rivets. You know, yep. For, yep. For bending pretty much anything, it's fantastic. Even um, even cold, it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yep. Yep. Yeah, up to sort of you know six, six to eight mil kind of plate, it'll it'll do it cold. Like if it's if it's wide enough, yeah. Um, so if, yeah, but um, and then on the left of the the um the main ram, there's a small fast acting ram, um, which is pretty small. It's probably like a yeah, it's like probably two and a half inch bore or something. Um, but that moves quite fast. So that's quite good for putting little. I got a little fullering. I got some tooling. I made some tooling up for uh-huh. it. Yeah, just with a quick pin, you can slide in and out. Um, nice. So that's quite handy for 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 bending bar, uh, you know, round bar and 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 uh, yeah, for sculptural work, it, it's it's quite good for for yeah. bending and curving and and so forth. So that's smart, yeah, that's smart. Yeah. So that 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 thing, I used the hell out of that thing. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Well, you're, you're a smart man. You know what you're doing very well there, bud. Well, you know, it just comes from doing things the hard way and then working out how to do it better. You know, like yep. You know, and then and then and and then really with you know, um, I, I mean, I actually just I, 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 the other day I listened to Matthew Harris's podcast when you guys interviewed him. And, oh yeah, uh, I'd been following him on social media for quite you know quite a while, uh, and yeah, exactly what he was saying. You know, you, you 
you just when you're in business and you're doing it for a living, you've just got to you got to work out how to do it efficiently. You know, one hundred percent. Yeah. Without without uh, without affecting you know the quality of the work. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you you pretty much only do that by using the right gear, having the right tools yeah. at your disposal. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, hydraulic press, um, as far as, you know, drilling stuff goes, I've got a really old school, uh, camelback drill. Oh, uh, cool. Hercus. Yeah. An old Hercus, uh, Australia made one, um, you made in South Australia. Uh, and I picked that up off eBay for $165. (laughs) (laughs) And I had to, to, yeah. It's crazy that the, where you find these tools, you know, Mm. it's, uh, yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool when you find these, these hidden gems and they're, you know, they, somebody just wants them out of their yard or they want them out of their shop. They have no idea what they're sitting on. Right. Yeah. Mm. Well, well, I I remember when I I spoke to the guy, uh, I got in contact with the guy who had it and he's like, cause it was in Adelaide. And I was like, Jesus, I'm going to have to drive to Adelaide with a trailer to get this thing, you know, but for $165, And I did a twenty. I did a twenty-hour drive, pretty much nonstop, listening to Queens of the Stone Age, rated R. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So that kept me going in caffeine. But uh, yeah, I picked it up, and he said, "Oh, look, if it was, you know, if 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 he hadn't got rid of it in, um, you know, sold it in 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 a week, he was just going to scrap it." Oh, jeez. Yeah. And I haven't, I like, apart from replacing the belt on there, like it, you know, so it r- runs a synthetic belt instead of a a, uh, a leather belt. So I, I, I forked out and I, and I got a proper um, belt from, um, from uh, I think it's at O'Dwyer's or something in Melbourne um, uh, or something like that. And uh, with, you know, the proper hinge. And uh, yeah, it's just you just keep putting oil in it, and just keep it oiled, keep and going. it just keeps going. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's something else. Yeah. Nice, nice big um, chuck on that on that guy, or or is it? Yeah, um, Morse taper, yeah. or yeah, it is a Morse taper. Yeah, so it's a Morse taper. I got a whole heap of Morse taper bits that that I um I came across uh, new old stock. Oh wow. Yeah, for for a steel. Um, yeah, so I've got a couple of big boys of those, and and then I've got a just a, a Morse taper, you know, a chuck that I'll put in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. as nice. well, Jacob's chuck, so I can just use normal drill bits, and uh, yeah, so that's pretty much how I drill all my all my holes. Uh, except I do have a I do have a big petting house uh, punch and shear as well. Oh, cool. Uh, like a hole punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a big punch and shear machine. That thing weighs like about two point three ton. Um, what's what's the uh, yeah. what's the weight on like the round weight or the the tonnage rating on it? Oh, uh, it's big. You can you you can punch twenty two mil holes in twenty mil play. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, and you can all you can shear off something up to forty mil round bar or fifty mil round bar or something crazy Oof. like that. Really? Yeah, cool. yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, it's a scary bit of kit. 
It's a, but it's a mechan- it's a mechanical, mechanical um, yeah. yeah. So it's quite fast, and that and was those are scary. Yeah, that was the reason why I yeah. bought it. I didn't want to go the hydraulic road. Well, a number of reasons for that was cost, but they're very slow as well. Yeah, yeah, um, hydraulic ones. So yeah, so I use that um, for breaking down stock, uh, for punching holes. Um, if if I'm going to, you know, put put rivets in, you know, depending on what, depending on where they are, of course, because when you, you know, when you, when you punch a hole with a punch and shear, you know, it's not mega, mega clean hole. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, plasma torch, you know, just a Unimig three phase plasma. Um, that's pretty handy. Just a handheld job. Uh, you know, Oxy LPG, um, not oxyacetylene. Um, yeah, they yeah. Did away with their acetylene a long time ago. Um, Smart. Mainly, mainly for the you know just the cost and the bit cleaner, yeah. not as sooty. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that's on a retractable reel on the wall, so huh. I can pull it around the whole workshop pretty much. Um, yeah, and then and when I'm not using it, retract it so I don't trip over the hoses and. Do you get any soot out of the propane oxy at all? No, no. no. I, you know what? There's there's sometimes that I I like using that soot, you know, for you know if you soot something up and then do some welding, it'll keep those little BBs from sticking to whatever surface you're welding with, right? Yeah, yeah, right. So yeah, I you know I kind of like using that soot for for certain things. I had to had to pour Babbitt in my power hammer, so. You know, you soot up that shaft so it, mm-hmm. and you preheat and you soot the shaft so that it doesn't your your um your babbit doesn't stick to the shaft. Yeah, that's, right? yeah. it's terrible when you get soot stuck to your shaft. Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> it is soot the shaft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you got to soot the shaft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's like lube. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. What else am I running? Uh, I got what do you uh, got for an anvil, size, bud? Uh... Oh, yeah. I got a decent size three phase MIG. Um, nice. Yeah, and it's got a remote head on it on a on an overhead jib. Oh, sweet. So, oh, beautiful. Yeah, I actually yeah. need to extend that uh, so I can get further over my layout table. Um, that's a bit of a bugbear of mine at the moment. I've got to sort that out. How big of a layout table do you have? Uh, well, it's 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 kind of like an old acorn table, um, which is rare as fuck to find yep. in Australia. Like they're yeah. so hard to find here. Um, but I would say it's probably off an old um, press bed of some type, some massive press bed out of a probably from. Ford or Holden or something like that from an old car manufacturer yeah. or something, but it's about a hundred cool. mil thick by uh, what is it? I think it's about eighteen hundred by twenty seven hundred or something like that. It weighs it weighs about two and a half ton. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So that's got yeah. round round peg holes in it. So I made up a whole heap of um, clamps and stuff, and yeah. So uh, yeah, great for bending. Got some 
you know, got some pegs that put in there for bending, you know, right. bending big shit. It's good. Mm. Awesome. What about, what, uh, uh, yeah. What are you running for an anvil, bud? Oh, the anvil questions. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I was, uh, I started off with a BK, um, cast made in Australia, um, yeah. anvil back in the day when I first started blacksmithing, I think I picked it up for 300 bucks. Uh, it was out of an, it was out of Box Hill TAFE, I think, <laughs> but it had never been used. It looked like it had never been oh. used. Yeah. And so that's what I started off with. Um, it had a soft, fairly soft face on it though. Um, it, it marred and, and, uh, pretty easily and it was pretty dead. It was a pretty, it was a pretty awful anvil to, to forge on in comparison. But at the time I didn't really have a comparison apart from what was at the barn. They had some pretty nice anvils yep. at the barn. Um, but, uh, and then I, so I, when I was about 21, so I'd been forging for a few years and, uh, in the trade, they, they used to have this um, paper called the Trading Post. Um, like it was a newspaper, it used to come out every Thursday, you know, and you'd flick through yeah. it. I don't know if you guys have seen the movie, the Australian film, The Castle or The Castle. No. 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 Anyway. Oh, he, he, <laughs> that's this movie. Anyway, this Australian film. And that's, uh, they get the Trading Post out, and, you know, you're highlighting the, the ads. You go through and you do these circle ads, and you ring up and. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Up and you know, haggle, haggle, and you know all that sort of stuff. Anyway, so back in the, oh, I wish I kept the ad, but yeah. Anyway, I found this uh, Sodifers. So, um, oh, nice. yeah, three yeah. three ninety five pound. Ooh, baby. Oh, yeah. I I struck gold with that. Um, yeah. No kidding. Paid five hundred bucks for it. Ooh. <laughs> Holy jeez. <laughs> Yeah, lucky ducky. Yeah, lucky yeah. Dave was my day. So, yeah. and I remember my mate. Where I drove down at the time, my mate had an old 1954 International um, truck pickup, and uh, yeah. so we 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 drove. You know, it was just like drum brakes, front and rear, crash box. We we drove that thing down to Dandenong, and uh, and manhandled the and the three ninety five pound sodafers up on a plank, oh. uh, and it was covered in you know like several layers of paint and rust and shit. And I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it had. You know, I didn't know what gold I had at the time. I didn't know if it was sodafers. You know, you couldn't couldn't see any marks yeah. on it or anything. I just I just saw it and I was like, oh, that's nice. And had had I brought a hammer along with me and I just dropped the dropped the hammer on the face and it was just like ding. I was like, oh. Couldn't buy the money quick enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah, took it home, cleaned it up, and then I was like, holy shit. I ended up having to do a rubbing, you know, of the side, you know, that all cold chisel marks and shit all over it. Uh, and I so happened to, around the same time, get a, I think it was around the same time, or maybe a couple of years later, I got a, a copy of Rich, Richmond, uh, Richard Postman's book, Anvils in America. Okay, and uh, I actually found, you know, the maker sort of was in that book, and, uh, and then I was like, "Wow, I've got gold!" Yeah, 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 so yeah. yeah. Swedish gold in my in my in my in yeah, my you workshop. Do. Mm. Awesome. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. 
So that's what I use. That's my everyday. Um, I have had other anvils over the years. I've had Peter, I've had a Peter Wright. Um, I had another Sotifers, which I which I bought for. I had an apprentice for a little while. Um, yeah. It's an anvil that I that I bought for her um, as a as a thank you, pretty much for all the hard work she put in um, one year. So. Yeah, so there's been some different anvils in the shop, but yeah, I just can't. Yeah, the side of it, so yeah, I've got to, I've got to love it with that thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What about a hand hammer? Is there a hand hammer that you t- typically go towards? Yep, absolutely. Uh, Bailey, Brent Bailey, mate, from California. Uh, I don't know. You know Brent? Brent, sorry, say again. Brent Bailey. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 So, uh, when I, when I, when I first decided I was going to go full time, I, uh, you know, just on the socials, I I discovered Brent's work and, uh, and I ordered a, uh, a Bailey modified, uh, and, uh, and a, what he called a Sanders little helper, I think, or maybe a decorative, and uh yeah so there and i've had those pretty much i've been using those two hammers um for the last seven or eight years and i've had i mean i've had lots of different hammers over the years i've got a rack full of you know as most of us do yeah you know a rack full of all sorts of different hammers from here and there and everywhere and lots of hammers that i've made and you know and, and but i just i just go back they're like peaches and cream they're like peaches and cream, but um, and and yeah, and and since uh, since then, I've ordered you know a whole a heap of different tools from Brent. Um, I think one year I put in an order uh, for you know I got uh, you know handled punches, flat earth, um, slitting chisel, drift hammer. You know I drift. Um, a whole heap of different other hammers that I've ordered off him over the years. And it took him about 12 months, I think, to fill the order. <laughs> um, you know, because he, 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 does, he doesn't tend to do them in batches. So I don't think yeah. so. He, um, he just does them order at a time. But it took him ages to get through that order. But in the end, you know, it was like Christmas, you know, like every time I get a, get, get a box from the U.S., and, uh, and I'd just be like, every couple of months, you know, there'd be this box from the US and I'd open it and I'm like, wow, you know, like, yeah. And I'd, I'd ring him up, you know, I've spoken to Brent on the phone uh, quite a few times. He's a really nice guy. You know, we've had, had some had some good combos and on social media. I'd, I'd, I'd lo- it, you know, he's one of the guys I'd love to go and go and visit. Um, yeah. I'd get over to California. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's a rad dude. Yeah. Very rad dude. Yeah. And a magician under the hammer. Holy shit. Like just with his handheld tooling and, and, um, yeah. you know, I mean, obviously he's picked it up from, you know, from his mentors and, and, uh, of course, like us all, um, and, and, uh, you know, and different, you know, and from the, you know, Lil, Lilco's, uh, blacksmithing Bible, um, mm. Yeah, that he's obviously gone front to back <laughs> quite a number of times, and uh, yeah, and I've I've sort of done the same. You know, I've gone well. I haven't forged a lot of the a lot of the stuff in there, but definitely utilize 
um, a lot of those techniques and handheld tooling and and yeah. um, and bits and bobs. Yeah. Very good. So uh, I'd say that pretty much covers your tools pretty dang good. Other yeah. than maybe talking about some of the specialty stuff that you might use for your sculpture sculpture work. Is there anything that's kind of like really unique in your tooling that you know somebody would be really surprised if they saw it? They'd be like, "Hey, this isn't something I've ever really seen before. What is this, and how does it work?" Actually, I've got I've got to interrupt you here real quick, though. Okay, I've got to say we are fully jealous of your tool collection already. Just just putting that out there. I am <laughs> I'm blown away by what you have and and even what you've got but you're not running just well because, you know, 12 tons of concrete is a lot of freaking concrete. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But uh yeah, fully jealous over here. <laughs> so, yeah, well, yeah. Like, you know, it's taken pretty much, you know, that that good part of 26 years to to accumulate yeah um the tools you know and um you know when i first started off it was just like you know like five pairs of tongs and, you know a couple of engineers hammers and maybe a cross pain yeah you know little anvil yeah coal forge i'm only 10 years into it and <laughs> i look at my shop and i'm like what other tools am i gonna put in here because it's getting <laughs> pretty full mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and and I guess that's what happens, you know. You, you uh, well, when I moved into Ashmore Arts, um, I'd been blacksmithing in my little shed down on the coast in Anglesey, just a three point six by three point six, and yeah. uh, I got my first sort of gate job, and I did it in the backyard, you know, uh, <laughs> first, first sculptural gate I did, and uh, that's on my website, I think. Down, oh, I mean, on on my website, but on Instagram, right down the bottom. Um, yeah, that was the first sort of sculptural gate that I did. And that was, yeah, in the backyard. <laughs> Just coal forge, you know, um, all by the one that's The one that's like a man door, kind of? Uh, sorry? The one that's like a man door? Like it's like a, a single person door? Is that the one you're talking uh, yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that one, yeah. And then there's a, the, a wide sliding gate that was like kelp. Like oh, that one! Yeah, yeah. You built that in the backyard, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gnarly! Wow. And then the next, the, the next I've done a couple of kelp gates, um, but the next kelp gate I did in in the workshop that I'm currently in, um, and hence it was constructed out of you know in a very sort of different way, uh, just because you had access to the power hammer, of course, so I could do the forge the the uh, the kelp blades all in one go out of 20 fill, 24 mil bar stock. Yeah. So forge the, the, uh, the, the round, uh, little bally duva, uh, um, you know, in a closed, you know, in a spring die and then, and then forge the blade element out under the hammer. Yeah. 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 And then what was the starting the stock for, what was the starting stock for that? Uh, 24 mil round stock. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How did you score the, how did you end up scoring the job with the, um, the restoration gate? Ah, uh, yeah. So they, they actually found me, uh, just on Google. Um, oh, yeah. 
Yeah, they just Googled blacksmith uh, Victoria, and but they wanted to use some. They got a few people to quote it, I think, but uh, there was a guy in Ballarat um, and then myself. But they just they wanted to use someone local, well, fairly local to the Grampians. Um, so, yeah, they in the end, they went with me. Um, and I'm glad they did. I mean, oh, geez, that that gate, you know, is from 19, I think it's 1902, 1903, Ball War Memorial Gates. Um, wow. Yeah, that all wrought iron, like all riveted and, you know, mortise and tannin and true joints. And, yeah, that was amazing. That was an amazing job to work on. Felt privileged, yeah, as a blacksmith to to be able to repair that. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. For sure, dude. And then, That's very cool. Not soon after doing a bunch of these gates, you start moving into kind of more animal and and and, and some floral sculptures. I mean, the the Kemp are are Kemp, Kemp. Uh, kelp. Kelp. <laughs> Thank you. Seaweed, the, yeah, the seaweed yeah. is is floral structure, <laughs> floral artistic uh, structure there as well. But like, man, you start doing like. The whale structure, man, is one that like really yeah. caught my eye when I was looking at your stuff. And then the uh, the large bird, what kind of bird is that? Like a like a pelican, or is that what that is? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. The the latest one I've just done, yeah, is uh, an Australian pelican. Okay. Yeah, um, that's one of two. So that that one's literally just gone out the door to the sandblaster. So I should be getting that back in the shop tomorrow. Man, talk there about lifelike, man. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah look i <clears throat> i try and um i guess over the years you know i've sort of i've done a little bit of abstract sculpture work um uh, and i think that was just an mainly an exploration in process um because like you know like most of us blacksmiths you, you get you get really excited about the process you know it's all about mm-hmm. the process yeah. Um, so yeah, a lot of that abstract sculpture is yeah, it was an exploration of different processes that I've either seen other crew do, um, or been been influenced by other 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 people. Yeah. And, um, just go, and, you know, and then just sort of try and turn it into my own kind of um, my own sort of style that I yeah. seem to have sort of developed over the years. Um. Yeah. Yeah, so when it comes to uh, doing um, animals, uh, I try to sort of have a sort of have a mixture of a little bit of abstract botanical, but then it's kind of gone into doing more lifelike um, or true to life kind of work. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so like it really just depends on what the client wants, really, uh, with those with those commission jobs. Yeah, dude, how in the world did you do the barnacles on your whale? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give my tricks away. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I mean, Mr. Meek. Yeah, figured that much. Yeah. The yeah, so yeah. essentially right. just yeah, just like build, a nice build, little neat mig weld. Um, 
yeah and, oh, it, yeah. and it just oh, yeah. and it and then it just leaves it, it just leaves this beautiful little where you stop it just leaves that little dimple in the center yeah um, it just it's perfect um that, that yeah. is yeah but a lot of the texture, a lot of the textures and, um, you know, like doing the eye sockets and everything gets done under the hydraulic press with handheld that, tooling. That's the part that really blew me away. Just the detail in, in the eyes. And then the, yeah. it's just, you know, the tail too, man, They're just like, yeah. like perfect shape on the ripples of the tail. Just, oh, yeah. Awesome. Awesome work, dude. No, thank you. No, th- thanks very much. Yeah, like I, I, um, yeah. Look, I'm really, I, I, I really, uh, I, I get lost in the, I, I just get lost in the process too. You know, when I when I do that work and and um, yeah, I, I, I think, uh, oh well, I just love it. I just love what I do. I think that's the that's the that's the main thing. Yeah, for sure, dude. Uh, so there's a lot of. Uh, a lot of handheld, you know, different punches and and um, stuff that I'll make along the way. Um, and you yeah. do that under the hydraulic press? Uh, what, making the tooling or using or actually, them? Oh, using them? Oh, it depends. It depends on what, what you know, with the eye sockets, yes, I'll do that under the hydraulic press. But a lot of the other work, like shape, the rough shaping of the body, because uh, they're hollow, like parts of it are hollow. Um, just to keep the weight down, otherwise it's just be way too heavy. Oh, yeah, and you got to and you got to heat yeah. it. Yeah, so yeah. you got to heat it too. So um, it, you know they're made out of six mil plate, um, so it's it, it's pretty pretty hefty material to uh, you know to heat with a torch and in the forge in big you know big parts. So yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of those parts will get done under the hydraulic press and then and then over to the to the anvil. Um, uh, and then as I'm sort of constructing it, a, a lot of it then will just get done by hand. Um, yeah. So just heating it up and, and beating the shit out of it, basically. Right. Shape. Yeah. By hand. Do you find it, hand. uh, do you, do you find it somewhat, I don't want to use the word scary, but you get pretty you got to be pretty cautious using hand tooling underneath the hydraulic press eh yeah yeah absolutely yeah so i you know i'll just hold it with tongs essentially and uh and just be really careful you know of, of yeah. different angles and yeah, well you don't want to get on an angle because that's when it's going to fly out and accidents are going to happen so yeah yeah you just yeah. you know most of them most of them have um the the tooling will have handles like timber handles on them as well so that you can kind of just hold on to it and get the angles right. Or if it's just a punch, you know, using tongs to hold on to it. Um, and yeah, just be, you just got to be really mindful like, like any machinery that you use. Um, yeah. You just got to be really onto it and, and, uh, and, and not be too rash in your movements. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're doing something like the eye socket, is that material that's been moved? Like, are you using a hard backing for that? Or are you like, is that, is that eye socket got form to it into the steel or is that the steel itself that has been raised? Like represent kind of the. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. So like I'll use a, a, um, 
I'll use like a bolster, if you would call it that, like a, or or just a, a you know um, a bit of round, bit of round, like a bit of tube, right? And then I'll, okay. I'll have a a uh, just a, a round bar um, on the welded to the top of the tube. Yeah. So it's hollow, yeah. So then you push, so that part of the eye socket that gets pushed down into that tube, so you get a nice yeah. dish, yeah. And I'll use a ball pane or something, whatever size ball pane for this for that part of the socket. And then I'll flip it over the other way and then push use a different size and then push it through the other way. Yeah. So it's like yeah. it's pushed in one direction to get the larger size and then to get the actual uh to move it out the other way and then push it in the other way. And then you get in there with, you know, hand chisels like by hand and like just yeah. I, I, I kind of wish we were recording right now because your your visual um, demonstration was, was something else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Huh. yeah. You know, it's one thing. It's one thing about Lando. One thing that really drives Lando home. Yeah. Uh, funny. So last yeah. night when we recorded with Steve and uh, Old Soldier there, Nick, Nick Fabray, I may may have possibly drove them both absolutely insane with my dick jokes. I might have gone a little overboard, and I'm going to have some really heavy editing to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not not surprised there. Not surprised. Uh, yeah, I've been oh, keeping it tame. I've been keeping it tame this episode. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty clean. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. You know, you know what you talked about when you went to pick up your drill mm. and you listened to Queens of the Stone Age for 20 hours straight. Mm-hmm. What are you listening to in the forge now? Nice. Nice. What am I listening to in, in the in the for, in the in the forge? Just yeah, like... when when you when you're working, what what do you what do you listen to when you're oh, working man. in the forge? Well, I got I got two big speakers um up up in the that are up high sort of pointing yeah. down in the studio and uh yeah look i listen to all sorts of stuff like it just really depends like particularly particularly when i'm forging sculpture mm-hmm. um yeah it depends on what mood i'm in i guess if i come into the workshop and um i've gone for a surf in the morning or or i've gone windsurfing or whatever and and uh and i'm you know, i'm all like and i'm all really chilled and got the surf stoke going on you know, you know, just like yeah. if it, 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 it'd be like if you'd done like forty runs, you know, like on your snowboard, and you're just like, ah, oh, yeah, stoke, and coming yeah, to the workshop, yeah. and I need, I need to get going, you know, so like I need to pump it up a bit, so I'll put on some uh, like Andy Stott, like heavy industrial kind of beats, or um, or some DJ Shadow, or um. You know, like yeah, I'll put on Queens of the Stone Age, or I might listen to some Tool, yeah. or I'll put Nirvana on, or like well, Foo yeah. Fighters, or you know, like I, I love all sorts of different music. Um, yeah. You know, like when I was doing um, parts of the Pelican, uh, you know, I put on uh, um, some classical uh, classical um, guitar. You know. Uh, Right on. Yeah, That's yeah. Rad, dude. That's rad. Uh, okay, so you know what? I feel like we need to kind of change up how we approach doing this segment, Nick. 
I think instead of oh. asking people what they've been listening to in the shop lately, I think the better way to approach this is to tell people, okay, look, we've got this thing that we do where we like to bring up music that we've been listening to. And one of the things that we really like to lean on is getting our guests to give us a song that's like <laughs> some, <laughs> something to them. You know what I mean? It's like, it's this song yeah. is, this song has meaning to them. Give me, give me a song that has meaning to you. Maybe it's something that is like, you know, super emotional to you. Maybe it's something that just, it's what gets you going. Maybe, you know, maybe it's just your, it's your song, you know, what's, what's something that really tops your list? Jesus. That's really hard. That's really hard. Uh, Cause I love, I love so many different, I like, I, I, yeah, I, I devour music. Hmm. So, um, Romeo and Juliet by Dire Straits. Nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There you go, buddy. There you go. That's that's awesome. I love yeah, I I'm that's a, a good one. Yeah. yeah, I like Dire Straits, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. And that's a great song too. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really great song. Yeah. 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 I just yeah. came out with it. I was just like, bang. Yeah. Just came that came out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> there you, go. you know what? You you mentioned a, a band that I, man, I loved since the early nineties. Um, Tool, you oh, know, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And you know what? It, the first song that I heard by Tool was "Prison Sex," and <laughs> but honestly, forty six and two, another great song. Oh, yeah. I got I got to be honest though. It, it, something that I've been listening to, and this is oh man, I'm jumping on a bandwagon. I know, but Oliver Anthony. Uh, rich man north of or rich man north of Richmond. Oh come on, seriously! I know, you, no man, like that. I I know, but that's that's what I've been listening to in the forge the last Very couple well. days. I mean, it, fair enough. I mean, it, it does hit a chord. It 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 hit it it hits a chord with anybody that really listens to it. I mean, holy crap! It he he's just spitting truth all over the place, and I know it's it jumping on a bandwagon because he's like i think in the first few days that his song went viral he's i heard some stupid number like he's making 40 grand a day just on on that song hmm. but it like oh, it's man. stupid yeah but you, you know who i'm talking about there dave uh right there mm-hmm. you know do you know who i'm talking about you've heard you've heard the song no, no, I don't think I have actually. No, uh, Oliver Anthony, Nor- uh, Richmond, North of Richmond. It, it's he just goes out with a steel guitar and he's playing in front of a trail cam in his backyard, and it Oliver is, Anthony. yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, blowing up in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it really has. But man, it it's a it's a song of kind of the blue collar protest, I think. Uh, it's really uh, it's it's about you know it, our government has just screwed us around for long enough and we're just you know we it, it's it's like saying hey we know what you're doing we know what you're doing we yeah. see it so nothing yeah. like a good protest song it yeah. it, it really is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it always it always blows me away when so many people lean on this idea of like well you got you got to listen to what they tell us to do 
they're, they're the experts. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah, because they've never lied to us yeah. before, eh? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, uh, yeah. actually, on the old protests, uh, the protest uh, singers or bands, Midnight Oil. Oh man, yeah, I saw them in Lakes Entrance. I saw them in Lakes Entrance. Sorry, it just froze up then for a sec. Oh, I saw Midnight Oil in Lakes Entrance in like '95. Ah, awesome! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I take it that's yeah. in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, cool. it's in Victoria. Nice. Sure. Um, you know what? I was gonna. I brought up. I listened to White Zombie, uh, or I brought up White Zombie a few episodes ago, and how it's like a f- all-time favorite episode or album of mine, the uh, La Sexeristo. And I was gonna bring up a song from that album, but now that we got into this conversation that we just had there. All-time favorite song of mine, No Effects, The Decline. Ah, yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. If there's never been more truth spilt in one song, I don't know, dude. That yeah. that one speaks volumes to me big time, buddy. And always has, always will. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Oh, uh, look, I think uh, oh, another band that I listen to uh, quite a lot in, in here is uh, Massive Attack. Oh, cool. I want to say I've heard them in a snowboarding video before, but I can't say for sure. Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong band here. What's a song by Massive Attack that you really like? Oh, jeez. I'll have to I'll just have to look at that. Hmm. Okay. Um, Massive Attack. There's one album that I yeah mezzanine is the is the album that I listen to quite a lot. Okay, yeah, cool. I have to check yeah. it out. Uh, check Angel. it out. Yeah, Angel, Angel or, or Teardrop. Yeah, okay. Teardrop, Massive Attack. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Um. So, dude, I, I kind of want to bug you more about the sculpture or work you do and like how you go about forming a lot of the stuff you're doing and some of the tooling that you've, you've customized your own tooling for a lot of this stuff, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. When you, when you get to making your own tooling and stuff like that, is it heavily forged? Is it heavily stock removal? How do you go about making your tooling for, for this kind of stuff? Yeah. Heavily forged. Um, Yeah. Generally. Um, you know, sometimes it's a mixture of, of, um, heavily forged and then, and then, you know, just clean it up on the grinder. Yeah. Um, on the linear shaft. What are you using for a grinder, dude? Um, I've got a scorpion, um, uh, fire pants or fire, fire ant, fire ant, fire, fire pants fabrication, fire pants fabrication. He's in Adelaide. Um, yeah. Scorpion grinder. Is it two by 72 or? Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah, so that's 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 pretty much what I use, and then yeah, I got a big old three phase pedestal grinder, and um, yeah. Is three phase pretty common in Australia? I'm, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. That's, it's difficult for like outside of commercial or industrial places. And even that, some of them, it's hard to get three phase power to here where I am in Winnipeg anyways. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, big industrial buildings all have it, but yeah, for me to get three phase in my shop would be uh, twisting a few arms and legs for sure. That uh, yeah, w- wouldn't want to twist. That's that's for sure. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Just, I, look, I'm pretty, I'm pretty lucky. Yeah, that we've we've got three phase out here, and that was definitely one of the uh, one of the um, provisos, pretty much, on me coming out here was that if there was three phase here. You know, See, right. why can't the mechanical world like the work like the electronical world? Three phase in Australia is three phase in Canada. Two hundred and fifty watts is two hundred and fifty watts. Fucking fifteen amps is fifteen amps. Five horsepower is five horsepower. Mm. What the fuck is five millimeters in inches? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then yeah. you got freedom height. You throw freedom height in there, and it just fucks everything up even more. Yeah, it gets yeah, it gets pretty sure. uh gets pretty confusing at times. <laughs> Particularly yeah. here with cars actually in Australia because Australia is like a dumping ground pretty much from cars from all over the world. It's mm. amazing here. You can get cars from pretty much anywhere. But, you know, so you've got, you know, if it if it's made made over there and in, oh, yeah. in the states or you know, like it's all imperial, if it's made in Europe, then it can be it, you know, it can be imperial, it can be metric or mostly metric. Yeah. yeah. So, and if it's old, you, you guys, Australia, it's imperial. Yeah. And if it's from Canada, of- it's probably a mixture of all of that and like British imperial. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. 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 You guys get a lot of a lot of vehicles from Japan, though. Yeah, we do. You know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, tons and tons. Yeah. yeah. I well, when I was there. Land Rovers, we were, you know, or Land Cruisers. We Toyota Land Cruisers. Everybody had a Land Cruiser Ute. So. Oh yeah. Is Australia yeah. right hand drive or? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, right hand drive. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever so. come to the United States or Canada before? No, I haven't actually. It's on my list. Is there somewhere yeah. in specific that you want to go? Let me guess, California. <laughs> yeah, well, de- definitely. Yeah. yeah, definitely California. Um, oh, look, I'd have to, I'd have to sit down and like do an itinerary. Yeah. Like there's, there's, there's a lot of places I like to go. I'd like, I'd love to come to Canada as well. Um, yeah. Uh, look, there'd be places definitely, uh, I'd, I'd love to go to Japan. That's on my list. Yeah. yeah. Um, just for the, the, just the cultural, uh, stuff. And oh all. yeah. Uh, You're going to, you, you, you're gonna have to listen to the episode I did with Steve, dude. He just spent two weeks in Japan, and that's what the entire episode about was. Pretty much was grilling him about his trip to Japan. Yeah, awesome. he's, awesome. he's a knife nerd. Hey, he went yeah, to Japan yeah. and and did some knife making oh. classes there. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that is. <laughs> yeah, actually, I I should mention actually that um I I had a knife maker um renting space from me um in the workshop uh for for quite a few years. Um, yeah. And that's uh, Toby Tobias Bockholt from Metal Monkey Knives. Oh yeah, no way, oh. crazy. Yeah. That's I never knew that. I I know who that is. I follow him as well. So yeah, there you go. So he yeah. he rented space for me in here for about three years. 
Yeah. So oh, he right had on. pretty much a, uh, a third of the workshop. Um, huh. Yeah. Well, knives, making knives doesn't take much room, right? You can make knives in a closet if you wanted to. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he had all his grinders in a shipping container, like outside um, the workshop. But uh, yeah, so pretty much, I saw pretty much every knife that he made that he's made, like from the from the first Damascus um, billet that he that he ever made uh, was done at Ashmarat here. Um, cool. There you go. And he and he, I actually helped him make that billet under my. I had a twenty five. Sorry, I had a fifteen. Yeah, tiny little Anyang. Looks like a little. A little bit yeah. kilo I didn't even know they went that small. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fifteen kilo. It's tiny. Tiny, tiny. I thought, yeah. Steve Dupra has the twenty kilo, and I thought that was the smallest one they made. I didn't know they went uh, small. Yeah, oh, like, at that insane. at that point, you might as well get a planishing hammer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. It just goes ding, 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 like it's that meant. And they're so loud as well. Yeah. yeah, I need. That's exactly what I need for working sheet metal. You know, you know what though that that is like a thirty-four pound hammer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's got a fair it's, bit of. It's not bad. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah, and it's uh, self-contained air. Yeah. 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 Totally. Oh, that's what, pretty cool, actually. Yeah. 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 And I, oh, geez, I made some. That that hammer that hammer made me a lot of like a fair bit of coin, really. Yeah, um, and then I went from the fifteen kilo to the seventy five. That's a fairly big jump. Up. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a big jump. Yeah, um, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so we made that. Yeah, we did his first billet on uh, on that on that little Anyang, and um, and then he he made two knives out of that first Damascus billet he did, and and then he actually gifted me one of those knives. That's pretty uh, cool. Which is rad. Yeah. So I still use I use that all yeah. the time. I got quite a few of his knives, but um Yeah, man, he 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 is he is yeah, he's paved paved his own way into into knife making in this country. And he, I think he won best knife, best best knife at the Sydney knife show. Lit, uh, nice. oh, very cool. Yeah, a few weeks ago. Very cool. Yeah. But he's now in uh he's now in Tassie. Like so many makers, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Valhalla, we uh, chat with him on a re- mm-hmm. well. I chat with him on a regular basis. I don't know if you're chatting with him yeah. at all, Nick, or not. But uh, I, I absolutely no, love. We, we had a we had a great conversation with him, though. That was yeah. really awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I have ongoing chats with him here and there, or whatever. He's an awesome dude, man. In Tasmania, sounds oh, yeah. just freaking amazing, dude. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, the Canada down under. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I actually bought a block of land over there uh, myself. Um, yeah, during COVID, I didn't even look at it. I just bought it online. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> but it's all, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's right on the west, on the west coast. Like it's in the middle just, of nowhere. Was yeah. that like? A, was that like a? Um, uh, was that pre- prep uh, prepping kind of idea yeah. or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. just in case. Yeah, yeah. I get yeah, it. Yeah, totally yeah. get it. Totally. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and I so, couldn't afford to get into the market here, so I thought I'll just. Uh, you know, that's that's why I do. That's why I collect guns. That's why I collect guns. <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, don't, a little bit harder to do that over here. 
<laughs> yeah, you guys have some laws. We we do too, and not yeah. getting into politics. No, no, but, let's not get yeah. into that. But yeah, back on the whole Tassie thing, there's mm. some there's some pretty rad makers over there. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, in the blacksmithing world, people who I know, um, you know, obviously Toby's there, but um, there's um, Ben Beams, Ben Beams. Uh, he's a he's a pretty rad blacksmith, um, and Pete Matilla. Oh yeah. yeah, dude! He, wait, he's in Tasmania. Yeah, man, he's in Hobart. I thought he was. I thought he was in Finland. Nah, Pete, <laughs> nah. who nah, the Pete, fuck am I thinking? I don't know. Yeah, no, nah, Pete. Pete's uh, Pete's workshop is in Muir's Boatyard. Um, <laughs> in, uh, yeah, in Hobart. Mm. Lando, are you, are you going to disclose the conversation we had before? Like when you told me that we were going to interview Dave. <laughs> so, I, I said, "Oh, Dave's in Victoria. Like this is really cool. Like I, I was in Australia in early '90s. Like kind, kind of same area." He's like, "Yeah, that's great. What does that have to do with anything?" And I'm like, "Uh, because Dave is in Australia. And he's in Victoria." Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like yeah. I had no idea where he thought you were from, but yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I don't know what. So, man, my apologies, dude. I've literally been, I've, I've, I've been doing like two, three podcasts a week for the last couple of weeks, man. My wife is like, <laughs> yeah. dude, what's going on? What happened? And I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, a, I'm addicted to this, man. Like big time. I love doing this, and I'm like. Yeah. At the same time, I'm like, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta like slow it down and take it easy, man. I actually gotta do work that makes me money here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's yeah, it's kind of necessary. Yeah, for sure. Well, you mentioned that you've listened to the podcast, so that's mm. that's pretty cool. That you know, we're our voices are you know being heard in us. Like that's that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Actually, yeah. if you look at our. Uh, demographics of like where most of our listeners from there's there's a large chunk of people from australia that listen to us dude seth wow. woods being one of our biggest fans mm -hmm. he's been listening to us since day one and he's always commenting oh. on how much he loves the show thank you seth that's awesome yeah 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 I've, you I've, know, I've, i haven't met seth personally but but I've, I've chatted to him over on on social media yeah 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 good guy fuck yeah Man. You know, when you're talking about all these places, you know, in your neighborhood, I'm just remembering all these places from when I was over there. And man, it it kind of makes me homesick. I I kind of miss that place. Uh, I might have to get there someday again. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a great it was a great time in my life. That's for sure. It was yeah, a really cool. great time. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was um, supposed yeah. to go there for like two months my dad apparently i have family there that my dad went and stayed with and at that point in time i was like doing nothing with my life which looking back on it was probably the reason my dad actually didn't get me to go with him was because i was being a freaking lazy bum with myself and he was like you need to get a job and i was like yeah job we'll do that <laughs> But yeah, I should have gone and spent two months in Australia. And it's one of the things that I look back on yeah. going like, fuck, I wish I would have done that, man. Australia looks so cool. Surfing yeah. would be so rad there too, dude. Yeah, yeah. it's um yeah, we're pretty blessed. 
with the old uh, with our coastline. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, particularly where where my workshop is. Yeah. That, well, that's why I'm here, essentially. Um, yeah. Oh. yeah. It's a pretty rad pretty rad spot. But I haven't been surfing that much recently. I've just been. Uh, yeah, I've had too much work on the go. Um, I've been pretty uh, pretty focused on on. Uh, yeah, on work recently, just getting these getting these sculptures done and and out the door and then on to the next, pretty much. What uh, what's your next project? Yeah, so I got another pelican to do. Uh, oh, very. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So this one's in uh, sort of in flight or taking off a landing, but yeah, wings out. So that one's in the shop at the moment. Um, and then I got another five sculptures to build for the same client wow wow good client good client really yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. so um there's uh a turtle a sea turtle uh jellyfish uh seven manta rays and a big whale's tail yeah that's awesome That's, that's wild Okay, yeah, that's really cool. Which is going to have sort of ocean botanicals and stuff going on. So, for the yard yeah. or for in the house or around around their pool. <laughs> so is wow. that is all yard, is all yeah. that stuff uh, mild steel then or stainless? Uh it's all mild steel. Yeah, pretty much. Well, at at the moment, like I mean, I haven't haven't built the rest, but the mandarays might end up at being made out of stainless. Um, so yeah, just and forged. Is it, are these, um, do you have plans that these are going to be weathered and, and rust over time or are you going to be trying yeah. to protect them? Yeah. Yeah. Look, the manta rays, well, it just depends. It depends on what they, what, what kind of look they're after as well. But I tend to do most of my work, well, predominantly all of my work that goes outside is built heavy, you know, so I'll use just yeah. the, the thickest material that I can get away with pretty much to, depending on how it's constructed um and where it's going you know like if it's on a wall yeah. gotta make sure that it's not gonna pull a wall over um yeah but yeah yeah like you build it heavy so that it lasts um yeah. Yeah. and then there's you know so you know some sculptures will get sandblasted and patinaed um you know with different coatings sometimes i'll you know they'll just just let them do their own thing and rust yeah um, leave the mill scale on and forge scale and 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 just let them rust um it just depends that is a cool look yeah that is a cool look when you leave some of that mill scale on and then it rusts around it and then yeah yeah you know and it it brings its own character its own flavor out totally i agree yeah yeah so it just yeah it just depends on what what it is and where it's going um whether it's outside or whether it's indoors or whether it's a gate or yeah, whether it's uh, you know, with the pelicans and with the animals, I tend to with the animals, I tend to get them sandblasted and then they'll get patinaed. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, Nick, if anybody ever asks you why you leave the scale on, I don't recommend using the explanation that leaving the crust on adds extra flavor. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sometimes it does sometimes it does that's disgusting, uh, that's disgusting. <laughs> it was, I was yuck uh, <laughs> horses for courses yeah, yeah. 
you know what? Um, yeah. On that note, I think we should throw some sheepskin on this and maybe head into a bit of an after show if we've got anything more to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, you're probably but, not familiar with Bob and Doug McKenzie, uh, Dave. So, uh, I don't know. Nick, you want to show them how we do this? or? I uh, certainly will. You ready? Yeah, we're we're really weird, and there's these two Canadian dudes that did this weird thing where they went, Good day. Good day. So that was that's awesome. Bob and Doug McKenzie. If you want to go take a look at some of their antics on YouTube, I highly suggest that they were a wild bunch back from the eighties that uh kind of took Canada uh Dave Thomas, Dave Thomas and Rick Moranis. Yeah. Yeah. Were, yeah, yeah you you may stuff. recognize Rick Moranis from a few big blockbuster movies and uh Dave uh and him had a, a really funny uh comedian act comedy act going on and they also did a movie called strange brew which is quite hilarious for its time especially yeah 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 for sure Uh, i don't know outside of uh everything we've talked about i mean i don't know what else we could really bring up other than uh yeah just you know well but your your day is probably well your day is just beginning yeah yeah, 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 yeah! Wow, yeah, it's just before. Wow, it's before lunch, which is cool. I'm actually, I, I twinged my shoulder a, a few weeks ago windsurfing, so uh, yeah, which which is always a danger. But I, I had a had some shiatsu massage done. Uh, yeah, and some cupping. I don't know if you. Oh, had yeah. That oh, yeah, yeah, buddy. Yeah, man, yeah. that's that's some good stuff. Yeah. yeah, you know what? You know what I got uh, done last was dry needling, and that was mm. fucking good. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was actually it's pretty. It's interesting. So the guy, the guy who who does that, uh, shiatsu, and uh, you know, we're just having a chat. And, you know, like I thought a shiatsu was a dog. Yeah, shiatsu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Classic, no. Classic, no. Okay, classic. Sorry. Yeah. Classic. Uh, sorry. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, we were having a chat. The guy was doing this yet too, and uh, he's like, you know, that, that he's doing stuff on me that's like thousands, of, like a thousand years old, like tradition. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, and and then, you know, and then I'm going into the workshop using some of the techniques that are equally as as old you know in some in some form or another yeah so it's pretty cool like he's like oh why didn't you go and see a physio i'm like well i'll just give you freaking exercises and shit and Mm -hmm. sometimes it works and sometimes it just doesn't and that works for me yeah Mm. that the traditional chinese medicine sometimes it it really does make a difference it's yeah really good yeah, yeah. Definitely. I went and saw a, a traditional medicine um, shaman kind of person here or whatever, and they were doing this whole ritual on me. And you know, next thing I know, I felt some like I felt a breeze on my back end, and, and I looked behind me and I saw smoke. And they said, "Don't worry, I'm just blowing smoke up your ass." 
shit. Actually, I've I've got a joke. Oh man, I there, uh, went uh, to a zoo the other, the other day. Was, what's that? I, I I went to a zoo the other day. Um, man, it it only had one dog. It was a real shit zoo. <laughs> Oh, that's a dead joke, that one. <laughs> uh, I'm not really good at jokes. I'm good at hearing them. Did you hear the one that I put on uh, put on Instagram just the other day? No, I don't think I my, did. Uh, my girlfriend dumped me because I've got a small penis. Thankfully, I was never really that much into her. Yeah, yeah, I did hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh shit! All right, boys. Is there any other any other question that you that you'd like to ask before? I don't know. Oh, uh, oh. if you could work with anybody, dead or alive, for one day, um, you know, somebody that you know inspires you, whatever type thing in your shop, who would it be? Oh man! Well, I only get a day. Yep, just one day. Yeah, unfortunately, yep. it's just one day. I know that's deep. I know that's a deep question, man. I know. And that is a really, that's a hard question. It's a good one. That is yeah, a good yeah. one. Um, I I think I'd have to go back and if I could, I'd go back in time. Yeah. Uh, and maybe Sam okay. Yellen. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. In cool his funny. shop. Like yeah. back in the early 1900s yeah. type thing. Yeah. yeah that'd be so yeah. cool. To be able to step into that, even to just yeah. be a fucking fly on the wall, right? Oh man, yeah, yeah. I reckon that'd be that'd be pretty rad. I mean, it'd be hard work and it'd be dirty and hot and cold and all the rest of it. Yeah, but yeah, I reckon that'd be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, uh, man, couldn't we just have a list of five? That... <laughs> sure, sure. Go for it. Throw out some more names for me. Is I'm yeah. interested to hear who you've got on your list, buddy. Uh well, uh, look, I, I, I reckon uh, Albert Paley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His early, maybe not so much the later work, but the definitely the earlier forged yeah. stuff that he was doing. Oh, fuck. The stuff that he was more inv- he was himself was more involved in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um he he's definitely on the list. Um another guy who I uh, wouldn't mind spending some time with is Conrad Hicks in Oh yeah. Yeah, over in South Africa. Yeah, cool. his sculpture and his his outlook really on just life and like just sculpture in general and um, his philosophy is pretty cool. Uh, how many are we up to there? That's is that three. That's three. Yeah, go ahead, three. name a bunch, buddy. Yeah. Go name the guys that fucking top your list, buddy. Uh, you got if you got some yelling, you got to have Francis Whitaker. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Side by side would be mind blowing. <laughs> fucking mind blowing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, totally. And you know what? I wouldn't mind having some more time with Don Marshall. Nice. Yeah. Yes. That's beautiful. Because he, you know, because he, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I learned a lot from him, but I, I didn't even touch the surface, I don't reckon. 
Oh, good stuff, man. Very cool. And some some heavy names there for sure, dude. That was yeah. a uh, famous question that Victoria Patty used to ask every episode on her podcast, Blacksmith or Radio. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've listened to quite a bit of hers, actually. Yeah. yeah she's She is the reason this podcast exists. If it wasn't for her doing that podcast, this would have never, ever have even have been a blink in my eye type thing, right? Yeah, so. cool. Yeah. Once again, thank you, Patty. I don't know if you are, if you've even ever listened to a single episode. If you happen to listen to this, man, thank you so much, lady. You are you really did something amazing for our community with your podcast, girl. Yeah, awesome. Very cool. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, I guess uh, we'll uh, catch you boys later. Go have, go have some lunch. Have an awesome and, yeah. 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 Thanks. No worries. Thanks again, Nate. Oh, no worries. Thanks very much for having us on. Yeah. It was, it was a great chat. It was a great chat. Thank you very much. Oh, you're most yeah. welcome. No Ooh. worries. And, and well, inspiring. Now I need to, now I need to make some, uh, I need to do more sculpture. Yeah. yeah get, get loose, man. Yeah. If you're, quite like it. if you're not mm-hmm. following Jen Phillips here in oh, Canada, yeah. you and her align a lot on your sculpture work, dude. Go check yes. her out. Jen. Jen Phillips official. Jen is it J E N? Jen? Yep. Yep. J E N Phillips yep. official. P H I L L I P S. Cool. Yeah. I'll I'll give her a follow yep. and have a look. She yeah, she does amazing work with a welder and a grinder. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's it. She, oh hey, yeah. She's got a blacksmithing yeah, hammer now. Nick made her one. I have not yet. No, no, and Nick. Nick Verbray did. Did he? Yeah, he sent her a rounding hammer. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. cool. I love. I love the idea of Very that. Cool. Like, yeah, I make make a tool, send it. You know. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. you know, yeah. like everything that we do, our soul goes into it. You know. Yeah. Yep. Well, when we Very interviewed true. her, we Very found cool. out that she's using a freaking claw hammer to work on her sculpture, and we're like, what? No, yeah, you, you're getting a hammer, girl. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just using whatever yeah. you know. Use whatever you got. Yep, that's how she. Well, works. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what she does. Yeah, she's yeah. awesome. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Good, Good day. <laughs> Good day, mate. Good. <laughs> take care. Take care, hey guys. Yeah. Already did that. Already did that. Jeez, yeah. of course you did. Uh, we start with a get with a good day. Uh, I'm, it's a different good day than the Aussie good day. It's uh, good day, good day, a eh? you know the yeah. uh, the Canadian you know yeah not you know, the good day, good day, mate. Yeah, not not the good day, mate. It's good day, eh? yeah. You got to really put an emphasis on the good good, good day. Eh? Good, Good yeah. Day. yeah, yeah, yeah. There you Good go. Day. Yeah, yeah that, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the ticket. Yeah. Nice. Cool. All right. All right. Uh, David, start us off with a good day. 